Leave the bats in Stillwater. Carrie Everly just threw her first career no hitter. This is a hustle play right here by Stepman. And she gets in just under this bat. She drove that ball out deep to left center, and we've got a brand new ball game. Stepman just not pulling the trigger on that. Looks like it could have been slightly low. With two strikes, that's when you have to protect off. This week's guest and is Olympian for the Israeli national baseball team and is the director of More Than Baseball, a nonprofit group that helps minor league baseball players gain access to things like food, equipment, housing, and more. Let's welcome Jeremy Wolf, 31st round draft pick for the Mets in 2016. Woo! Big time. <laughs> All right, so uh, before we, we uh, raise a l'chaim on this show, <laughs> um, we, we really should talk about what we're drinking this week. So Jeremy, we'll start with you. What's your drink of the week? Whiskey. What kind? Tennessee honey whiskey. Oh. Oh, with, with a little bit of root beer. Okay. Bear with me. Sweet. It's nice. Okay. Some ice. Perfect. Perfect. That's You're a welcome. new one. You're welcome. So like Jack honey and root beer? Yeah. Interesting. What's yours? Apple martini. No. Ritter. Excuse you. I have a jar of white lightning in my fridge. Thank you very much. That was my yeah. nickname in college. White lightning? <laughs> yeah, white lightning. It was the bear Jew, which you don't have in your fridge. There's you haven't seen a hairier back than mine. I was gonna say you probably are really hairy and you're Jewish. Hairy guy. Yeah, I'm hairy. My mother's Italian, my father's Jewish. Um which are two sides of the same coin, if you want to get into that. Uh, at least I'm not Greek. That's what I always say. That's like, uh, Greeks are hairy and they're, oh, they're busy, busy. Italians and, and, and Jews are the same. Oh, but you guys must have really good food and really good parties. It's, it's um, an overfeeding grandmother, lots of guilt. Yeah, everyone's divorced. Oh, okay. So, you know, Italian and Jewish. There you go. I'm drinking a sparkling Bartonura rosé. Ew. It comes in a black bottle with pink tinfoil on it. Ugh. You've been in a sparkling rosé mood lately. <laughs> no, Let's... but this is, com this is like wine. It's in a bottle. It's not sparkling seltzer. This is sparkling wine. You know what I got it's into? Different. You know what I got into lately? Lately is... uh. Uh, what's this? What's the seltzer? What's the new? Which one? The Bud Light seltzer. No, the... not that one. It's the other one. White, White Claw. White oh Claw. my gosh. That was gonna be fucked up. I'm <laughs> throwing down. I'm throwing down watermelon like it's my job. Six, seven, eight. Getting shitty on a Tuesday afternoon in quarantine. There ain't nothing better than that. I want to know what it's like uh, to wait around to be drafted in the thirty-first round. <laughs> Is that a knock on getting drafted so late? No, no. We're just genuinely curious. We're genuinely curious. You know, like for the other drafts, they're always showing players with their families, but does that happen? That yeah, those are first round guys. So in baseball, there's 40. Well, there were 40 rounds. Now there are, it's going to be five this year and 20, most likely 20 for the foreseeable future. So they're going to cut minor league baseball 
in general, right? So I was a 31st rounder. Uh, I was a division three player and a college senior. Uh, so my likelihood of getting drafted was very, very low. Um, so the first day happens, obviously not going to get drafted there. Uh, second day happens, obviously not going to get drafted there. Third day, there was a possibility. So I was a nervous wreck. Sweating. Woke up, sweating. Woke up at like 5 a.m. Like, what the fuck am I going to do with my life? Do I have to get a real job? Uh, do I have to, like, I didn't, I went to like a liberal arts school. I went to Trinity University in San Antonio. We, I majored in baseball, right? What the fuck am I going to do? Uh, and then uh, I went out to breakfast with my dad and some friends um, just to get my mind off of shit. And um, I got a text from a buddy who was listening to the audio. Basically, the, per- the team will get on the phone on like the MLB stream, say we'll draft Jimmy Lipper out of Villanova. Uh, and then the next one will go. And so he was listening in and, and the Mets picked me uh, and he goes, con- all he said was congrats. I was like, for a while, like we had just, I just won the national championship. I thought it was like for that, uh, like no big deal. That's a subtle, that's a subtle, that's a humble brag. Uh, but then he was like, so uh, you got drafted. And I was like, holy shit, like call, like everybody was starting to text and call and they got on social media and my, my mom came and it was emotional. Like that's when all that hard work and, and grinding in college baseball really does pay off. So it was worth it. How long did it take before you realized that you were drafted to the Mets? Uh, he told me, how long did it take? I, I mean, I grew up a diehard Mets fan. And so uh, it still hasn't, it still hasn't taken. Um, but when I, when I first got there, I got there about three days after the draft. I missed, I missed my flight uh, from Phoenix to Florida. And I had to get on the flight after that, which is a whole thing in itself. But um, so I get there and, and Lucas Duda's in the clubhouse and Steven Matz is there. And, and Zach Wither was like, yo, dude, congrats. I, you know, awesome. Like, hope to see you soon. And I was like, holy shit, if David Wright comes, like, I'll just fucking shit myself. I'll lose my pants. And uh, so I'm in. It really finally hit me. Um, the next spring training, Tim Tebow comes in takes my fucking spot and then i'm so i'm yeah so i'm playing the spring training game in the complex in the at the spring training field tim tebow's in right i'm in left noah Syndergaard is on the mound travis darno's catching i went to go to the bathroom and david wright comes out of the kitchen and i was like he was, he was my jeter right so i was like oh my um hi i was like hi uh, hi uh, and he goes, Hey man, what's your name? And I was like, uh, Jeremy, I'm number five because of you and you're my favorite player. And, and he's like, Oh shit, that's, that's awesome. And, and congrats and hope to see you soon. And, and it was, I was like, okay, cool. And I was like, this is unbelievable. Shaking. Uh, but yeah, that was, it was, it just to, to be part of that was, was cool to be a fan and then be a pro. I wonder how weird it is for some of those guys to have like grown ass men playing and like at spring trading or whatever, like come up to them and be like, I'm your biggest fan. No guy does that. No guy goes, man, I'm a huge fan of yours. But most, if you're a fan of somebody, you pretty much stay away from them. Right. That's kind of how it, that's kind of how it goes. So like Dominic Smith at the time and Ahmed Rizari, I didn't know who they were. Pete Alonzo and I, like I, showered with pete that's kind of cool um 
Yeah, I've seen, we've seen them all naked, man. <laughs> right? That's great. <laughs> uh, but like, if one of the figures were to come down, you pretty much don't, you don't be like, you're not like, hey, you know, I'm a big fan. Can I have an autograph? Can we take a You're selfie? not going to tell them I have posters of you on my wall. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, did you have posters of him on your wall? Yeah. I'm not going to tell them that, though. <laughs> I got a David Wright poster. I was number five. I had, David Wright was like my Derek Jeter. That was my, that was my guy. And I got to meet him. That was, it was awesome. Worth all I the used trip. to have a David Wright Mets shirt. It was a youth extra large. So I barely fit into it, but it was like $15. And I was like, oh, I gotta have it. And cause he's David Wright. And then, um, yeah, and then I lost it somehow. I don't know where it went. And then all of a sudden, my next trip to New York, I bought an Ike Davis Met shirt. Ike Davis. So Ike Davis went to my high school, like four years before me. So like I had to, it was that. I was everybody with the Mets was like, "You look like Ike, but you don't hit like Ike." And I'm like, yeah. "But he's I'm, Jewish, so I had to buy it." That's true too. He is Jewish. Muzzle tough. Yeah, he's not on the Olympic team, but he's on the uh, on the WBC team. Just different separate but same but different same, same but different, different. Same but different. Same <laughs> sponsored by soda stream oh yeah huge that's so big for them i'm so proud of them what are you guys who are you guys sponsored by nobody demarine <laughs> gives us stuff evo shield made your yeah uniforms. evo shield was yes. very nice for the israeli softball team the women's softball team specifically um, they gave us That's helmets. Right we had right? six helmets and we shared them all. Didn't Wilson gloves too? Or someone's glove. I forgot who it was. Darby, Darby got a glove. Oh, unbelievable. When you were at Trinity, did you get free gloves or did you have to buy your own? Hell no. <laughs> I didn't get free anything. There was nothing. I was, it was division three. We didn't even get scholarship. There was no, it was like, Here's a field, and then here's some fucking losers you can go play in conference. And um, when we got to like, uh, you know, uh, regionals, that was when it got tough. But uh, I played it, so I played in the SCAC. It was us and some schmoes at Shriner University and some schmucks at TLU and, and Austin College. And um, I, I loved it. That whole, we, it was so, sometimes it was so ridiculous. You know, just like the travel and the and the the situation of Division Three baseball, only D three players will understand. Because did you bus everywhere? You bust. You nobody. Only your family came to the game. You know, there was there's no. You know, but it's good. It's good baseball. Like there is, there are good. There are good teams. We play. We had a good schedule. It's just some teams weren't as good. Hopefully they're not listening, but I don't care if they are because they, Shiner's terrible. They're always terrible. Even though my senior senior year, we were like forty. I think we were forty and we were like thirty five and four at that time. And our ace was pitching a Sunday morning at Shriner, and we got no hit by the schmoes of Shriner, which is hilarious. So talking about. The no names. So talk about more than baseball that helps out the minor league guys. Speaking of no names. More than baseball. So you had mentioned that we help get players food. That's true. Uh, players can't afford affordable food and there's not always a Chipotle near you. Like 
I played minor league baseball in Kingsport, Tennessee. There was a diner across the street from the field that we went to every, you know, you wake up at 11, you go get lunch, you get another meal for before the game, because a lot of the times there's not food for you before the games or, you know, after every game there was golden corral. And then you go to sleep at 3am because the game ends at midnight. And then, you know, you have to work out sometimes and you have to do the thing the team needs you to do. And then you leave the field at one. There's extra innings or if it's raining or if whatever, then uh, you're there till three, four, five, you go home and you do it again the next day. There's one off day a month and players are being paid $45 a game and they're not getting equipment and they're not getting food and they're not, for the most part, not getting their own, you know, they're not given housing. They have to find their own housing. That's why you hear guys are shacking up in six, seven, eight, nine to an apartment sleeping on air mattresses. So when I got done playing, I was like, what can I do right now to like make it easier for guys to play? Like, well, how can I be a tool for them to use? How can I build this network that'll help them while they're playing and then after they're done playing and career development and career transitioning and um, help them go to college if they need to or find a program that'll work for them or um, basically be a resource for them because there was no resource when, when I was playing. Is it true that they'll give you peanut butter sandwiches? Yeah, so they'll, they'll put about jars of peanut butter, some jelly. If you're lucky, there's Nutella. If you're lucky, if it's a good day, right? Then there'll just be Wonder Bread. Just white bags of bread that were smushed in the, the nutrition bag. Sometimes there was a chewy bar. If you're l- lucky, there's an orange. Um, we had apples once, which was really cool. And it, hopefully you get one after batting practice. You know? So there's so much money at the top. Why can't they just trickle some down for the farm guys just to maybe have food? Cause I know at U of A, we definitely had more snacks like in one sitting than all the time that you ever had as a minor league player. Thanks for bragging. I appreciate that. Sorry. Humble brag. That was Back a humble brag. Back 12 brag. That's so dope. Uh, why, why don't players get, why isn't the environment better? Like, why is it so shitty? That's a good question. I don't have an answer for that. It can be better. And we're trying to prove that we can just do it ourselves. So what we do is just provide these things for ourselves. And we've just decided to say, you know, there are powers that be that can change the environment and do the right thing for the guys who are working their way up. And the guys are definitely going to play better if their environment is better. That makes complete sense. And we're tired of just waiting around for people. And so we just do it ourselves. And we've had a lot of, a lot of success with that. Does it make sense? Do the coaches and managers care about you guys personally at that level? Yeah, because players and managers want us to, well, for more than baseball, players and managers want players to develop because their job is based on the development of each player. So if each player is playing better, the, the, the manager and the coaches are going to have better reviews and they're going to do better at their job. If players are recovering better and performing better because of it, it may, it's a no-brainer for coaches and managers to go, hey, here's more than baseball. They're going to help you sleep. They're going to help you recover. They're going to help you perform better. They're going to help you be healthier. They're going to help you with mental health and mental skills training. They're going to do everything for you so that as a coach, I can focus on your swing or, or your pitching or whatever, so that you as a player can do all of that extra work in an environment that's protecting you, right? More than baseball is there to help you. And it's this whole ecosystem of players helping players, right? Um, 
when I was playing, our coaches were like, you know, don't use the cage without us. <laughs> and, you know, it sucks, but we had to go through it too. Um, you know, too bad. And, you know, there were times where we weren't fed and we told the manager and he's like, what do you want me to do? Like, I, it's not my job. Like, there's food for you, there's food for you. If there's not, there's not. And so players are like, okay, I guess that's the way it is. And I'm going to go hungry tonight. I don't, I don't know. I'm at the field for 10 hours a day. I just got paid 45 bucks and I'll go eat McDonald's on the way to the, on the bus or on the way to the subway if you're in the city. And um, so, yeah, I, it, it can be better. And we're just showing that it should be better and at no detriment to anybody. We want Major League Baseball to bring us in. We want everybody to bring us in because we're making their players better. Makes complete sense. You mentioned mental health. Is there a, I don't want to say, is there an issue, but like, is there a lot of mental health? What's the word I'm looking for to you? Issue. It is an issue. Yeah. It's an issue. You're, At that you're, level? Yeah. You're lively. You're, everything you work for your entire life has come to a point. You're playing professional baseball. And your livelihood and making the big leagues is within reach. Everything you've worked for your entire life. And if you have a bad game, for the 90% of guys that I saw, they struggled mentally. The 10% of guys who are really good at, at handling it just know how to wash it off. They know how to say, I'll have another opportunity. Or they're, they're good enough to know that the team's not going to care, right? Or I just struck out four times in a row and I'm okay because I'm a guy. But you have a lot of minor league baseball who's not the guy, right? And so for guys, guys go home and they, like I went back to the hotel and I would, would cry. I, I was so stressed. I was depressed. I was anxious. I was nervous. I was every symptom of um, burnout that you could possibly have. But playing professional baseball is this dream that everybody wants. And we're not saying we're not grateful for the opportunity. We're one of the best 8,000 in the world at what we do. But when I, I felt like I also couldn't go to our mental skills coach on the team, because if I had an issue, they might tell the coach, right? And so who do you talk to? Well, I can't talk to my teammate because him and I are competing for a job. And because it's not a team sport, you're not trying to win. It's individual, right? And so then I would go to the pitcher. Basically my pitchers, pitchers were the best, my best friends on the, on, uh, in pro ball because we weren't really competing for a job. We weren't competing in the lineup. We weren't, I wasn't, you know, unless I struck out, like he wanted to run or something like that. Like pitchers and position players will kind of be friends that way. Pitchers are idiots, which, which is uh, fun, but um, because there was no competition, right? I'm not going to talk to my outfielder about, Hey, I'm struggling and I would love your help and kind of talking about, they don't care. You have to go in, do your work and leave. It's a job, but the stresses of like, someone's coming down from, you know, uh, a rover's coming today and he's going to assess you and, and you know everybody's watching, plus 10,000 people are watching you, but you think you're going to get released every single day, you're going to get traded or you're going to get whatever. There's no sense of call. And so how do, you, how, do you help, uh, how do you help that? And so the mental health coaches we bring in are former professional baseball players or sports psychologists who are independent from speaking to the teams and where guys can actually have a bit of comfort in knowing you know, I'm going to go to this resource and he's going to be able to assist me in the things that I'm, I'm worried about. Damn. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. That's so cool. No, no, that's amazing that 
you're really kind of putting together a group that should have already existed in the minor league structure. Thanks. Finger pointing. Thanks. I can't. I did it. I did all that work, my team and I, for for that right there. For the finger guns. The finger guns. Hey, you go, girl. That's good. (laughs) So you have a podcast (laughs) called The Grind. The Grind is a podcast about life in professional baseball. And we bring in people around professional baseball players or in our last podcast with Rachel Balkovec, who's a coach with the Yankees. She is a female in and a hitting coach with the New York Yankees that she's one of five, I think, women in pro ball on the player side, um, you know, in the, in the player development side. And so everybody has a story to tell if you've sat on a bus and you have the time to think about what the fuck am I doing with my life? Like the grind is where we kind of bring these stories together and these players and, and this community will be able to go back and teach. It's for minor leaguers and for people in baseball who want to know what it's actually like to be a minor leaguer or to grind at the minor league level. Before this, before more than baseball, every year there was pretty much an article that was like copy and pasted that was like minor league players struggle to make ends meet and um, major league baseball is doing nothing about it. And there's this lawsuit that's not going anywhere. And, more than baseball is the response to that to show that there's humanity in this. Baseball is American pastime, right? And if we present the humanity of who these baseball players are, it's important to show why what we're doing matters. And it matters to the kids who are playing baseball, and it matters to the players, and it matters to the teams because we're helping this ecosystem, this environment be more welcoming and more supportive of their athletes, and not just chewing them up and spitting them out happy employees will create better performance. And so the podcast and everything that we're doing is a way to show who these guys are so that there's a, there's a face to the problems that they're facing as, as people and as players and as employees and as whatever. But it's not, it's not like, hey, Major League Baseball, screw you, pay them more. It's either let's work together or allow us the opportunity to work with these players and build this whole environment of players helping each other and brands helping players. And um, I'm a person, the people we interview are people, the people in our organization are really good, kind people who work really hard and they're professional baseball players, sure. And they can go work at Target or Walmart and people go shut up and dribble. And, you know, and, and we say, well, why? You know, why do you think that? Why do you feel that way? Well, because I'm playing professional baseball doesn't mean I don't go through struggles like everybody else. It doesn't mean that I don't go through issues. Right. And so, yeah, you know, I'm not forced to to do this, but the environment that I'm in should be better. And I'm doing something. Our organization's doing something. And the players who are part of this are doing something about it. And they're not sitting on the sidelines anymore. Are there, I I know it's prominent in the, in hockey, but like billet families, host families for like the A ball guys. Mm -hmm. Is that an opportunity that people ever take advantage of? A lot of the times, no, um, because who's going to pay the host family Yeah. to do this? Is, is, am I going to pay rent at a host family? Are the teams going to do that? If the host family is provided to me, do, uh, are they, are they, is there a background check on them? Is it going to be safe for me to live there? They know I'm a pro athlete. Are they going to steal from me? Are they going to do whatever? Guys are nervous about staying with a host family because mm-hmm. of that sort of thing. I know some teams do provide it. Um, we were going to help provide host families in different cities. People would reach out and say, you know, I'm in 
Williamsburg and I love to host three players. Um, right now, the way it works is for short season players, which for the most part, short season will be cut. So there won't be a 72 game season. There won't be any, the New York Penn League, the, front, uh, the Appalachian League, like Brooklyn Cyclones, they'll move to double A. Tri-City Dust Devils. Tri-City Dust Devils. They'll, that, that'll be cut. So it'll be full season only. But in full season, you leave spring training and you have three days to find a place to live. That's really hard to do. And so we're providing a housing network in every city, apartment complex companies that have places in every minor league town where we can help set up housing. We can help give them a contract to make sure that they don't pay, buy a 12 month lease, have to break the lease after the season's over, all the struggles that come with that. If they get released during the season, if they get moved up or down, a lot of the times guys will just have to continue paying their lease. And so that's why you see five, six, seven, eight guys on air mattresses in one bedroom apartments because it's, it's, that's how it's financially, you know, affordable for them. But then, you know, they can't afford a mattress. So here's an air mattress they brought with them from home. Right. Or what am I going to, why am I going to buy a $400 mattress or a $200 mattress pad on top of a whatever, if I can't carry it with me on the, I can't get it there. And I'm just not going to be able to bring it home. It's just a waste of money. And so guys are sleeping in, horrible conditions and the latin uh, don't give me get me started on the latin guys they don't speak english so how are they going to find a place to live almost half of minor league baseball is latin so they're they, hopefully one guy speaks english hopefully an english guy or hopefully the trainer or a coach will help them find a place to live it's just not set up properly to send players out into these areas that they've never been before they're so Send a, a kid from Venezuela to Mobile, Alabama and go, you know, here you go. Got to find a place to live. It's, it's, why, why should this player have to do that when a network like ours can assist him with that or a minor league team can help assist him finding a place to live? It's building these connections that will make it just easier for this kid to, like, focus on play. It's a no-brainer no when you have to explain it, you know. That's when that's how I get paid. Thanks. Right. That really is a no-brainer. So now we're taking prop bets. So over under, Please. when do you think that baseball season will start? Never. Never. Minor league baseball won't start. There will be no minor league baseball this year. I think there will be probably sixty major league games in in their stadiums. I think they'll I think they'll think about doing it that way. Because that's the I guess the new the preferred plan is not to do it in Arizona, not to do it in a central location. It's so fucking hot in Arizona. Yeah, start the season in July. It's 120 every single day. Like how it is. A professional. It, so you play in the morning. You're going to play really early in the morning. Or right? at night. Or, or at night. So how are you expecting every team to be down here? It was just a plan that just – everyone's like, oh, it's great. Let's start baseball in Arizona. But like, like there's a reason why the Diamondbacks have a retractable roof. The reason Diamondbacks play sports. <laughs> Right. No brainer. Like spring training in Arizona. I didn't do it. I was in Florida where it was God awful. It was 105 with 98% humidity every single day. There were times where I could squeeze my bat and I could see water, like sweat coming out the grip. I could see humidity. Like my bats were just torn to shreds because the moisture would just fuck them up. And so in Arizona, it's just, I, I grew up here. So it's just hot as shit. 
that's hard to play. That's hard to play. I love it. 95, 100 degrees. 100 degrees is my favorite weather. Oh, and she does it in long <laughs> sleeves and like the sun will not find her. <laughs> that was her that was her in Israel everywhere we went when it was like 100 degrees she's like long sleeves, pants, a towel covering her head. <laughs> how many actual Israelis like I mean I know everybody is Israeli but like how many natives Four born, grew up, were soldiers in the army Israeli. Okay. The rest were Jewish Americans who were invited to be on the Israeli Olympic baseball team, who were then good enough to make it to the Olympics. The whole world is against us, as you, as obviously, because we're Israel. That's and, regular. And uh, so we won in Germany, and then we won in Italy, and then uh, we were supposed to go to Tokyo this summer, but probably next summer, prob- hopefully next summer. Is the um, the Ministry of Tourism and Sport going to pay for it? Are they going to listen to this or should I just be completely honest? No, they're not. We had to pay for our own travel because we were going to train in New York um, and then go to the Olympics from there. The Olympic Committee and whoever in Israel would only pay for it if we came from Israel, right? So it pretty much costs the same to go to Israel and they get a free trip. Then go from New York to, man, right. And so it's just financially viable to do fundraising and do events and play pro teams in America and then go to Japan. Our phones are off the hook right now. We have Yaniv from a strip mall near you. Uh, yes, I was calling to uh, hope to buy a slot on the radio for, uh, you know, sell uh, the Dead Sea products. It makes you look beautiful. Like <laughs> it's 15 years younger, of course. God damn it, get on the line. On that note, we are going to head to the kvetching corner. <laughs> Welcome to the kvetching corner. I could kvetch about anything. What do you want me to kvetch about? TikTok. <laughs> I think TikTok, I think TikTok is the dumbest thing I've ever fucking seen. Vine was cool, right? Remember Vine? There was the Viners and they did jokes and they did funny skits and like the free shavakadoo. Remember that? Ah, free shavakadoo. That was funny, okay? Just dancing in front of the camera. <laughs> like, oh, look at this one. Oh, this, oh, this one. Fucking stupid. I'll kvetch about that all day. Thank you so much for coming, Jeremy. Give a plug for all of your new fans. Follow us, morethanbaseball.org, MTP underscore ORG on Instagram and Twitter, and support the, the fam. Appreciate you. Thanks for having me on. Of course. Give us a five-star rating and subscribe to the Running Pools podcast on your favorite podcasting service, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and even Apple Podcasts. Yummy. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Running Pools Pod and on our website at runningpoolspodcast.com. Okay. Are people listening to this live? Who's calling? No. This is our <laughs> this is our shtick. This is a um a placeholder. All right. Placeholder. We're so perfect. How can I follow that up? It's crazy. Why don't Let's I do say. your outro? If you want to. Say whatever you want. I'll put it in. <laughs>